Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to the Bleed Los Podcast. We have another episode here of the Carne Asada. Uh, this episode of the Bleed Los Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and it's the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, or events. And be the, you know, they give you all the markets and the and the odds lines you know you can find reviews you got news on every league major league baseball the nfl nba nhl combat sports esports even golf so bet online continues to be your top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures so head to bet online today and use your your mobile device join today make your first sports bet use our promo code Believe 50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And joining us on the Carne Asada in this episode is La, La Chica Deportes, right? That's that's the handle. Jennifer Mercedes, uh, one of the hosts and producers of La Vida Baseball. Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Pleasure to have you on. No, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. No problem. So let's get to it. Uh, I've been, I discovered you online. I discovered you through Twitter and then I found you on YouTube and I, you're talking to like major leaguers, but more importantly, you're talking to Latinos and that's what caught my eyes. So let's start from the beginning, Jennifer. Uh, We're introducing you to uh, our audience, which is primarily on the West Coast, and I know you're an East Coast girl. So how did this all come about? Yeah, so, I mean, I went to school for TV and media. I went to Rutgers University, and my initial love and passion was acting. Um, I, I thought I was going to be an actor, so I went to school for theater and then media production. Uh, thank God I went to school for media production because that's uh I have actually used my college uh, classes and everything I learned uh, in my actual life. Um, I don't know how many people can say that right now, right? Um, But I was a big baseball fan growing up. And when I got started in school, I was still in college. I did my internship at Telemundo here in in the tri-state area. And while I was there, they started sending me out to do street interviews. And that's when I kind of figured I was like, oh, I can do this. I like this. And I actually started out on the entertainment side. So I was doing red carpets, um, which I loved interviewing actors. Um, But I had the opportunity to go work at a different show and they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, can I do sports? And that's where it all kind of started. And the host of one of the shows, he started to call me La Chica Deportes. Like he'd be like, oh, and here is La Chica Deportes coming in. Um, And so that's how I got started, honestly, in in sports and, and, focused on baseball because that's the one that I, I really loved. Uh, well, you know, our co-host Alicia comes from that world. So I'm sure, Alicia, you could relate, right? Go ahead, Alicia. 
I was just going to bounce on that one. Uh, so Jennifer, I love that you right away said you grew up loving baseball. I love origin stories. I love history. I feel like baseball lovers, we romanticize baseball, you know, like it's like part of why we love baseball is the history. But I want to know about you. What is your origin story? Why? How did you grow up loving baseball? Well, as a Dominicana, it is in the blood. Um, as you all know, the DR is one of the biggest producers of baseball players um, in the world. And it's just, it, it's in the blood, right? And so I started, I played softball when I was a kid and baseball was really introduced to me through my father. Uh, we would watch games growing up, big Yankee fan. And it, that's kind of, that's where, that's where it started. That's where my love of baseball started. And it's been always, it's always been a, a bonding moment with, with my dad um, and with the family watching games. So that's where my love initially started for baseball. It's with my dad. I love that. That seems everybody we have on our Bleed Los uh, podcast, especially because we are the only Latinos talking Dodgers baseball. I love to hear those stories. It is passed on, right? I think more so than any other major sport in America, baseball is that legacy of like you pass it on. It becomes, you said bonding, you said memories with your father and you played baseball, I, I mean, softball. Yeah. So did I, what was your position? And did you know that the softball Little League World Series is going on right now? Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I've been watching a little bit of the of the Little League World Series. Um, I I played right field. I was never really good. Um, I I can admit now I choked a lot. Um, <laughs> but I loved the game, right? I mean, I love to go out there. I, I love to to play the game. Thankfully, I, you know, I didn't actually uh, want to compete at a higher level. Uh, I knew if I wanted to play in college, it was gonna. It was like a job, right? It's a it's a job to play collegiate sports. So I played from Little League through high school was, was what I played. So I played, yeah, I played right, right field. Nice. But there are lessons to be learned right in group sports. So I'm a big proponent of that. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Teamwork. Teamwork. Um, I like, uh, I think J-Lo played softball. A lot of like major celebrities and stars play team sports. So it's all good. I mean, I wasn't the best. I was always the smallest one. So what I lacked in talent, I made up for an attitude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, no, team sports is it's amazing. I mean, I encourage all parents to, you know, have their children play any sport that they want, all sports if they can, right? If they have the, the ability to do so, uh, to be multi-sport children, it, it's great. It's good for their formation. Uh, and you just, you learn how to work with people. And that's one thing that we all really need right now is to learn how to work with each other. Ooh, you said it, girl, you said it. <laughs> I wanna also follow up on, so you're a Yankees fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, yeah. Um, I, you know, diehard Dodgers fan, uh, obese. Are you also a Mets fan? Do you hate the Mets or how does that work? No, no. So it's funny. So growing up, obviously, like I was a, I was a diehard Yankee fan. But when I started working, um, the Mets were actually the first team that really allowed me access to have access to them and to be able to get interviews and all of that. So they then became my my second team. They became my, my they became my second home. Really, um, I was always at City Field. Well, actually, Shea Stadium. Uh, and then it became City Field. Um, so the Mets have a special place in, in my heart. So I root for both. I always, when people ask me, like, who do you root for? I'm like, I root for New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I tend to root for players more now 
than I like individual players and I do like an actual team. Right, right. Yeah. Um, were you here for All-Star Weekend? I know I saw a lot of content. Yes. Uh, yes. That dumb question, right? Juan and I, uh, the Bleed Los guys, we were all out at some of the events and we hosted our own watch party. So what did you think of Dodger Stadium hosting the All-Star Game? Because I have a, I have a, a number I want to throw at you after you tell me how you how you did you have a good time what was your impression of yeah Dodgers? except for the heat um because it was literally like it's like walking through hell it was so <laughs> hot oh my god it was and I've been to like last year was in Colorado and it was hot but it wasn't this type of hot and everybody will tell you it was just like hot and I'm surprised actually I'm, I'm gonna call it the Dodgers I'm surprised there was like no fans in the dugout um actual fans um because usually a lot of the teams will have fans to cool everybody off um but there was none of that and it was just so hot but um I'm going on a tangent on the weather uh no, it was amazing honestly I thought it was one of the best uh cities to, to have had the the all-star game it's one of the most fun I've had in in a city with the all-star game the celebrity all-star game was the softball game was so much fun, right? I mean, having Bad Bunny there, they need to bring Bad Bunny to everything now. Um, because, the, I mean, I had never seen a stadium so full for the celebrity game alone. And it was it was packed. It was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed my time. Um, it was it was great. Dodger Stadium was, was great. Yay, thank you. I love to hear that. So Juan and I were just talking about this last night, um, how that game, that series, that weekend at Dodger Stadium was the number one moneymaker in the history of All-Star Weekends, including the 2008 Yankees. And I'm like, yes, like LA, bring it. And I apologize for the weather. It's been more humid than usual. Play <laughs> yeah. climate change, okay. Uh, but um, I just, that leads me into a, a thing that I have, like a bone I have to pick. I, if you look around Dodger Stadium, muchos Latinos, like uh, tons of Mexican Americans, especially, like, right. And I feel like MLB or maybe the Dodgers, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to blame anyone. I just want some kind of like recognition, some kind of marketing, some kind of like hiring within our community since we are the ones, the majority of the fans there. Did you notice that or did you sense that? I mean, I know a lot of people. I, think, I feel like I feel like the Dodgers do a pretty good job um, with the Latino audience. I mean, they have the mariachi there, um, right, singing throughout, which was it's always fun. It's, it's and it's great. I forgot his name at the moment. Um, who who sings throughout the the game sometimes? Julian, Julian Julian Torres. Yes, Julian Torres was great, and he sang the national anthem. They which was which was you know kudos to them, right? Um, and they honored Jaime Jarring. Uh, throughout the game. So I, I feel like they do a pretty good job of acknowledging that. I mean, they they would be remiss, right, to not acknowledge the large Los Doyers, right, mm -hmm. fan base, um, especially in, in LA. So I think they do a pretty good job. Obviously, everyone can always do better uh, because we are such a large population and we are out here. Uh, I think teams are getting better and better at it. Just a couple of days ago, I was in Boston where they had Dominican Heritage Night for the first time, which was wow. crazy for me because they had so many Dominicans prior to this. Um, and they only have one now. So, But they, they did a great job of um, entertaining the, the Dominican fans that are in Boston. There's such a large Dominican population in Boston. Um, the Mets have always done a really good job uh, of um, catering to the Latino fan base. 
So the Dodgers, I mean, I felt like there, there's a lot of Latinos within the organization, but again, um, I would always, will always love to see us uh, at higher levels and executive levels, um, because that's where we can really make a difference. And on air, which is why kudos to you, mama, because women, women of color, it's very important to tell our stories, like your story you just told, right? And then more little girls see it and think it's kind of normalized and cool yeah. to like sports, to get, a, you know, have a profession in sports. And, and I have been to several Yankees games, a couple of Mets, Dodgers games, and the Mets experience was so much better. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, 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 it, it's, it, it's different, right? It is. <laughs> the stadium and City Field, it, uh, it's two different experiences. I, I always say Yankee Stadium, depending on where you're sitting, is is more Wall Street, is more corporate. Um, and City Field, I feel, is more home. Right. There's, there's more of a home vibe. Um, and I mean, right now, uh, the vibe at City Field is just, it's crazy because they're playing so well and, you know, they're, they're, they're doing really well. Hopefully they stay on that course and don't do mess things. And then at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I know one, we, we're going to get into some baseball talk. Go ahead, Juan. I, well, I, before, there's a bunch of things that I want to follow up on right? with you, Jennifer, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to take you back, though. You mentioned that the Mets were the ones that first gave you your, your opportunity, right? Yeah. So I've just recently been in the clubhouse. I, I, I want to hear your experience. And maybe it's because of me watching Greg Popovich blow people, blow reporters up on the NBA. To me, I, I'm not, I'm going to admit this. I'm a little intimidated going into that locker room because I feel a lot of these players don't want to talk to the press. I feel a lot of these players look at the press as they're trying to get us, you know, gotcha. But at the same time, I do see, uh, you know, some players, especially the Latinos, when they see somebody, and you're very good at this because you speak the, the language, so you can speak to them in, in their native tongue. When you were first covering, going into that men's locker room, did you experience any of that? Or were you just a natural and you faked the funk and you were like, I belong here? And yeah, honestly, that's my advice to everybody is, Fake it till you make it and act like you belong. Um, and when you act like you belong, nobody's going to like side eye you. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of side eyes, especially in the beginning of, of my career. But I have to say, I've been blessed with having had the ability to engage with players and build those relationships uh, over the course of 10, 12 uh, years that I've been doing this. So I, I've very rarely ever had a guy say no to me. Um, and if I did, like, they'd be like, but I'll come, you know, can you come tomorrow? Or can you do this at this time? Um, so I, I've been blessed in that sense, as far as uh, access to to players. I've, I haven't had really, had like, I, haven't, I, mean, I can't even say it's a bad experience. It was just like a guy who was, I can't even, can I curse here? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he was a dick, right? And <laughs> Um, but he wasn't even a Latino player, um, but whatever. He's not even playing yeah. with them. Um, <laughs> so feel free. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is That's your home. It. Say feel whatever free. you want. Keep There's no free. judgment here, Jennifer. There is absolutely no judgment. But no, but I've, I've, I've been blessed, honestly, to, to have the access and players. Like you said, Latino players, when they see a, another Latino, they are always more engaging because 
I remember one time, I can't remember who the player was, but I went, I was like, oh, you know, can you have a couple minutes? And he was like, in Spanish? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh my God, finally. Um, because he had only been doing English interviews. And so he's like, oh, finally. And so a lot of them, you know, they feel more at home when they can speak their own language and there's a connection. And a lot of us have had the same stories, the same struggles, even if, you know, I was, I'm, I'm born here Dominican American, but my family is from over there. So we all have similar, we share similar stories. Uh, and so there's a commonality there. There's like a, it's like a family, right? It's like a big extended family. So when guys see, I, I have, I have an interview that I did with um, Carlos Santana when I got this job with La Vida Baseline. So I was always, um basically hustling by myself uh camera if i didn't have a camera person like i'm doing camera i'm doing everything right um and i'm looking for the players and trying to get them to sit down and so in my first year with la vida baseball which was three years ago i had a sit down interview with carlos he was one of my first ones with la vida and when he came out and he saw it was, we had a big setup it was like a camera crew and we had two cameras and all this stuff. And it was the first time he had seen me with that kind of a setup. And he was like, oh my God, he's like, I am so proud of you. Like he, he, he was proud of me. And a lot of these guys, they watch and, and I, and I get a lot of messages from guys like, oh, I'm so happy to see what you're doing, your growth and, and all, and a lot of that. So I've been blessed, honestly, with the relationship with players. You know, it's funny that you you say that, that they watch. They do, don't they? They want to oh, know yeah. what people are saying about them, huh? Even though they won't admit to it. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> it's funny because I mean, I have been with like a player and they're just like on their phone and they're like, oh, look what they're, look what they're saying about me. Like, and they like act like they don't care, but like they care. Um, <laughs> I can't speak for everybody, but I, I they do. They watch. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's why a lot, a lot of them sometimes have taken themselves off social media because it can be toxic. Yeah. Oh, very. Oh, very. I, I, wa <laughs> I want to get into uh, La Vida Baseball. But before I, I do that, take me into you had mentioned in the beginning that, you know, the people in the in the Dominican, they just love baseball. And for me, the Latinos are the ones that are keeping baseball alive in this country. You know, for the most part, we all know football and I'm not talking about American football. I'm talking about football is the dominant sport around the world. And in particular, there is the stereotype that in Latin countries, football dominates. But I don't think that's the case in countries like Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic. Do they still say, I love this saying, and I use it all the time, which is, you don't walk off the island, you hit your way off the island. Is that still a, a, a saying in the Dominican Republic? Um, I, I, I had actually never heard that. Oh really? No, I've never, I never heard that. Um, but I can, I can imagine. I, I could see why that is. You know, um, especially, you know, generations ago, decades ago, when that was really the only way out. Now, uh, there is a lot. There's been a lot more progress in the Dominican. I mean, our soccer team is going to the Olympics. Uh, so, <laughs> nice. so, so football is, you know, it, it is in the Caribbean. Um, it, it's not the dominant sport, obviously, in the DR. Baseball will, I think, will always be the dominant sport. It's just, it's in the blood. Um, but it is a way out, right? It is, there is still a lot of poverty. Um, and baseball is definitely seen as that way out of the way to, to help their families. Um, and just to, to get a foot into the U.S., right? The American dream. 
So now I'm going to ask you to be a historian here. <laughs> is the reason why baseball is so popular in the Dominican is because of all the major league camps? You know, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Babyface, I believe the Dodgers were the first uh, major league baseball team to put a baseball academy in the Dominican Republic. So because there was an infrastructure there for baseball, is that why the sport is so popular there? No, I mean, I mean, it, it has helped the, the, the sport, you know, stay relevant, I guess, is, is what I could say. But a lot of people could go back to Trujillo, the dictator. He actually built the first baseball stadium. He built what, what is now known as Juan Marichal, um, El Estadio Quisqueya Juan Marichal. And so he was big into baseball. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stories actually with Trujillo that I want to like delve into and, and learn more about. He actually, there's a story about him bringing Satchel Paige to the DR to, to play and a lot of, a couple of the Negro League players to play in this um, tournament that he, that he had. Uh, they were almost held hostage and kidnapped in order to play down in, in the DR because uh, Satchel brought a couple of other Negro League players um, to play against uh, another team in, in the DR. But it, I mean, it stems back, you know, generations and generations. So yes, the academies have helped to progress the game um mlb has really tried to get it into every corner of the country it's definitely available in every corner of the country right i mean you see the guys the kids playing bitilla which is like stickball um or uh, some people call it plaquita um and so the love of the game is i would say everywhere in in the country and now there is more access to becoming more a professional there's a lot of leagues there's a lot of academies uh not just not just the major league baseball academies right but there's a lot of other academies that are just there to to build the baseball players one of my greatest hopes and wishes is that along with the academies mlb will actually you know become responsible for these kids education and actually obligate um these players to finish high school um because they're not obligated to do so some teams some team every it kind of works on a team by team basis some teams do allow it some teams have great programs uh the yankees the phillies i believe the mets as well have really great programs uh the diamondbacks have great program um educational programs where they allow them to to finish basically get their ged um so that's my greatest hope and i'm sorry i'm going on a tangent but <laughs> no i love i love I this love this because I, I knew nothing about Trujillo. So I love that you're educating me. I'm a little embarrassed of how ignorant I am when it comes to that. But the whole Trujillo thing, I, I didn't know. I really have always been fascinated by the Dominicans' love of baseball. And, you know, for the, you have the Cubans and the Puerto Ricans also. So that part of the, of the world, I, mean, I was always curious about where that love of baseball came. Uh, I, I do want to transition how you got involved with La Vida Baseball because, well, why don't you tell our, our audience what, before I butcher it, why don't you tell us what La Vida Baseball is all about? So La Vida Baseball is a digital platform where we basically tell the Latino players story. And it's a platform where players can come and feel comfortable and share their experiences. But also it's the culture. We, we talk about the music, the food, uh, everything that encompasses baseball, Latino baseball culture. 
Uh, I started actually with my own program uh, about 12 years ago called La Chica de Portes, my name. Um, and I was doing that. I had been doing that for about 10 years. And we, we said off camera, you know, like, is this my day job? Um, at that time, it was not my day job. I was working with my mom. I was doing a bunch of whatever I could, right, um, to sustain myself and sustain my my show because it was I was doing everything, sales, everything. Uh, and then one day out of the blue, I got a message on LinkedIn from our CEO, Jay Sharman, and they had me go in for an interview and that's how I started. I mean, I was basically what I do at La Vida Baseball now is what I have been doing, uh, which has led to the success that we've been able to, to have at La Vida and, and grow uh, as a company uh, to, to tell their stories, right? To tell the player stories and, and the access, the relationships that I've been able to build uh, throughout the years. But being able to tell the Latino players story through the Latino lens is, is what we really, what we pride ourselves on. Love Sound it. familiar, uh, Alicia? I love it. I love, I'm so happy. Uh, yeah, I, this is why I was very excited to have you on because I too, like Juan, found you guys, you and your program online. And I, I'm so thirsty for anything through that Latino lens you just talked about. Mm -hmm. Because I come from news, hard news. And even that's, that was difficult to break into someone that looked like me talked like me had a last name like me no one grew up with women like us on television right so this is i think it's a very big deal you're a storyteller uh i call myself a storyteller i just feel like there are so many stories like what you just taught us about through heel like i actually like one thought the Dodgers were the first to put baseball on the map in the Dominican. Now I know. I am sorry. I should be doing more homework. You know what I mean? Because especially because I love baseball and origin stories. Oh, so, and I'm not a historian by any means. Please. No, no, I'm so so people are gonna come back and say she's lying. No. She's not telling you the truth. <laughs> but no, you but suckers are taking it. <laughs> no, there's just there's so many stories, right, regarding right. that, and 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 there is. I mean, there's so much more for me to learn as as, as well. Um, and there's just baseball as a whole in Latin America is the history behind it is is amazing. When you start to learn about how a lot of the Negro League players preferred to play in Latin America, especially in Mexico. Mexico, um, they were treated better. They, they didn't have to face the racism that they face here in in the states. So, I mean, the Latin America is what actually was actually always open to to the Negro League players, which is a great story um, in and of itself. Um, so, yeah, the, the, please, you know, learn more about it, everybody. We all need to, to you know, do yeah, that. No, I hear you. I hear, you. and and that's why I actually wanted to learn more about. Your love for the Yankees and the Mets, because I don't know about you, but my hopes for this season is a Yankee Dodger World Series. Any thoughts on that? I mean, the way the season's going, I'm just saying. I mean, that's the right. That's that's the dream for a lot of people. A lot of baseball fans is Yankees Dodgers, uh, but here on the East Coast, it's a lot of Yankees Mets. I mean, the Subway Subway Series. Right. Right. Yeah. Would be amazing. Uh, I wouldn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> Not that I don't love to travel, but yeah. I literally just stay home. Um, so that for me, that would be awesome to just to have it in, in New York. The, the last time when, when the Mets were in uh, against Kansas City, that experience was 
was it was a little hard because we lost um but but it was great it was it was a lot of fun so uh yes yankees dodgers would be marketing obviously money right it would be money everybody's gonna be because you have east coast west coast um (laughs) but a subway series would be nice (laughs) you know what jennifer and this is for both of you guys because babyface and i were having this conversation yesterday about do we want to see Dodgers Astros or do we want to see Dodgers Yankees? And we were talking about the fact that it's like, look, it's been about 40 years since the Dodgers and the Yankees met in the World Series. We like to refer to it as the classical, right? We want to see, but I, you know, you bring it up, Jennifer, I think that's lost on a lot of people. The fact that the Dodgers and the Yankees would always meet in the World Series and for the most part, the Yankees would always hand, you know, hand it to the Dodgers, right? So. I mean, would that be good for baseball? Do you guys think? Yeah. If you we could somehow renew this, or is it going to be the fact because baseball is so regional now that like you know all they care are, about is their team? Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, but I think those are two teams that that widen the scope, right? They're not as regional. They, the, the New York Yankees are the most well-known team around the world. Like if you don't even follow baseball, you know who the Yankees are. You have a Yankees cap, Uh, you know, like any part of the world, you can see somebody with a Yankee cap. Um, And, and the Dodgers is, I think right there um, next to, next to the Yankees because of the history. So I, I I think it'd be great for baseball. I don't, I I don't think um, it would hurt at all. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm sure like, I'm sure MLB is just like, praying to the baseball gods to finally let it happen uh but we shall see well could the best case scenario be a dodgers mets nlcs and then a dodgers yankees world series yeah or vice versa (laughs) (laughs) i I, I mean alicia i mean what do you think do you think that rivalry is lost because you had the late 70s and you had the early 80s that's the most recent we have a bunch of yeah, go ahead, yeah. yeah, no, I yeah, I don't think that rivalry that existed um before is 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 as heavy, is as like passionate, but uh it's still there, right? And and the rival I think the rivalry exists more amongst fans than Yes, yeah, else. you're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, Alicia, tell tell them how what a big fan you are of Yankee fans. What? No, I was trying to stay away from that. We love her. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, there, it's just the experiences I've had with Yankees fans. I just don't get it. I, I'm we're sunshine here, and we're being equated as the uh, West Coast evil empire. Do you subscribe to that? I know it starts with the money that we've spent, but we're sunshine. We're smiles. We've got. We play, we let our players, you know, have long hair. Like, we don't have any restrictions. Oh, there's the shade. The shade is coming. Oh, listen, shade- I, I can't stand that rule. I think it's one of it's, I think it's so antiquated. I mean, what they what they do to those poor guys when they had to take off their beards, it's like it's it's brutal because some of them, you know, you you just change the whole face. And it's like, <laughs> Why'd you do that to them? Like, you know, <laughs> at least a five o'clock shadow. Um, I'm, oh. I'm all for beard. Like, no more, no more. Uh, yeah, in fact, uh, Joey Gallo just hit his first home run for the Dodgers. And I was so surprised that so many journalists in the clubhouse kept asking him about his facial hair. Because now he's got the... 
yeah. And he was like, yeah, I've always liked having a beard, this and that. And I don't know, you guys even, um, is there a thing, uh, is there such a thing rather as the curse of Joey Gallo? Like, I know you guys have won <laughs> one, one game since the trade deadline or something like that. I mean, no one's keeping score. <laughs> yeah, nobody's keeping score, but no, I don't think so. Um, are they not playing well? Yeah, they are not playing well right now. Uh, I think they'll get back on track. I don't think it's a big issue. Uh, Joey, I'm I'm happy for for Gallo, right? Like he, God, he played so bad here, um, and he was very well aware of it. I mean, I think to the point where I think I heard he couldn't even he he stopped going out because he was yeah, getting yeah. right, it, it, and that's horrible. That's sad. Um. But you know it's New York. Um, yeah. <laughs> really passionate about things uh, sometimes um, about the wrong things because whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's a game. Um, so I'm happy that he that he. I hope he does really really well. I that that's that's my hope for him. As far yeah, yeah. No, I just like having fun with that, like the curses and stuff like that. Like I feel that's you know such a an East Coast thing to have <laughs> such history where one game one player one fan can ruin someone's career some a team's like legacy so that's what i'm saying do you subscribe do you think the dodgers are the evil empire because i take offense to that <laughs> no, I, think, I mean i think a lot of people think that the yankees are the evil empire um <laughs> i don't really hear that about the the dodgers i wouldn't say that um and honestly for me it's like if you've got the money to spend spend it i don't care um it's not their fault that they can spend money if they can right, spend right. it and they can make their team better do it right and the yankees have always been known for that especially when steinbrenner was around um right i mean if, if he could spend millions and millions of dollars nobody was going to stop him so they got it do it i i have never been someone to tell people like how what to do with your money if you got money yeah. as long as you're helping people which the yankees do like they have their hope they, have, they do a lot um in the community so as long as they're helping people at the same time as they're spending all that money i'm fine with it i'm cool <laughs> you nailed it you nailed it because both the dodgers are the same way they are so community driven and community involved and and you're right i mean this is america right if you put <laughs> the money you spend it that's what capitalism is <laughs> exactly I don't tell anyone how to spend their money either. And 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 jumping on top of that, so today I'm going to stick with your Yankees and the Mets. Um, now that I know that they are both your team, can the Dodgers get some love? Like, what's up with this West Coast bias? Like, we've had a lot of guests here, not Dodger, you know, focused, but they admit that it exists. A, what is your thought on the West Coast bias? And why does MLB treat us so poor? Today they ranked these top 10 power hitters. Yankees had two players. Yankees, I'm sorry, the Mets had two players. The Yankees had number one, Aaron Judge, of course. Dodgers can't even get a sniff. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a bias per se. I mean, MLB does have its favorites, I think, obviously, and the Yankees being one of them. Um, <laughs> It is. They 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 have ratings, and it's just it is what it is, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say something very shady, but I I don't want. No, do it, do it. Come on, <laughs> come on. You're, it's going to endear you yeah. to our audience. You know that. <laughs> there are. 
there are people who believe that maybe the Dodgers need to win a World Series outside of a pandemic, outside of a shade. <laughs> um, that was shade. That was shade. <laughs> Not me. They won. They won. It was the season, and it was what it was, and they took advantage of it, and they won. So, I mean, it's like when a team that has been in last place all of a sudden wins a wild card game, and then they go on to, to a World Series, right? Like, it, they took advantage of it. They played better than you. So it is what it is. To me, what whatever team wins, is they played better. That's it. Right. I mean, and they all had the same situation. So yeah, it's not like uh, <laughs> other teams had a disadvantage. And we've been winning. Dodge, I keep telling anyone who will listen, we are so spoiled. Dodger fans are so spoiled. Like Yankees fans, right? It the was body. like the Yankees were for a while. Yeah, we were always expected to to win. If you guys haven't seen um, the Derek Jeter documentary, The Captain on ESPN, right, it's going to, it'll remind you and it'll take you back to, to those days when you expected the Yankees to win every mm -hmm. single season. It was like a no-brainer. Right. I know. I know. Well, this is why I would rather have the Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series. Plus, I don't want to give those cheating Astros any kind of shine, any kind of love. They're not punished enough yet. And that's on MLB, by the way, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, uh, speaking of that real quick, do you guys hate the Astros as much as we do? I don't. I um, I don't. Uh, Jennifer is just all positivity. She doesn't hate I anyone. Know, I think, you know, they did what they did. They were the ones that got caught. Um, we don't know really how many other teams have been doing this. There, there's there's levels of it. Um, and yeah, it was egregious. Uh, and they got caught and it's not, I, this is what I say. It's not their fault that MLB didn't come down on them. Right. It's not, yes, it's not, you can't hold it against them. It's not like they're going to be like, Oh, you, aren't you going to suspend me? I, I mean, I did something wrong right No, They're not going to do that. If MLB decided not to do that, it's on MLB. I, I mean, should they have been, uh, more, should there have been more punishments? Yes, I, I believe so. Um, but there weren't. So. I, I'm not going to hold that against the Astros players um, for for not getting suspended. That's nothing they could do about that. Should not the even. title have been vacated? Asterisk. Asterisk, maybe? Maybe not. Should there just been no, like the strike season, should there have just been no champion that year? No. I don't, I don't know. Um, no. I mean, that cheating caused men to lose their livelihoods, like their jobs. It wasn't just they want yes, yes yeah yes that yeah that's true i i mean i believe that to to be true i also though think just like steroids uh you still need to be able to hit the ball uh th there are people we know like we know players who use steroids and the, we don't even talk about them anymore right like they didn't even, it was like a blip in 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 the radar so i think you still need the talent uh to pull it all off uh did they have help? Yes, of course. Um, but I am of the belief that you still need the talent in order to succeed. And obviously, the Astros did have the talent, even though, you know, that that one home run, what was it against um, against Chapman? That that was always questionable. That was like, oh. <laughs> that one hurt. That that one hurt a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, you know what? You just got to beat him now. That is true. Uh, we're going to start wrapping things up yeah, with Jennifer. Uh, but I did want to ask you a, a few questions. Um, 
you were just in Boston, you said, for a, a, a heritage night, a Dominican night. You were surprised yeah. that this is the first time uh, they've had one. Are heritage nights, because the Dodgers have a lot of heritage nights out here, are uh-huh. heritage nights uh, condescending? No. What do you mean? Like, do you feel like they're patronizing? Hey, we're going to give you a night where we're going to recognize you guys as fans. Mm, no, I don't think it's patronizing. I think, um, is it, yes, like a marketing ploy? Of course, right? Uh, I do think that. Um, but at the same time, you're acknowledging us and you're, you're, you know, being acknowledged is always a good thing. Knowing that we exist is always a good thing. Now, should it be done more often? Is there different ways of doing it? Yes. Um, but like Dominican night, it was, it was fun. We had fun. Everybody had fun. They had a band playing uh, music out the, like right on the concourse. Uh, they acknowledged some of the prominent Dominicans in their team uh, as, as far as like executive levels and office front office people. Um, they brought out, uh, Cuckoo, uh, Olivia Gonzalez, I believe is her name, I, um, from the, the Bolita Chronicles, which was just unfortunately canceled. Oh. Like, oh, Max. No. Yeah, it was, yeah, it just sucks. Um, but they brought her out. I mean, and I saw her, I was like, Cuckoo! Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they did a really, I thought, I think they did a good job. I don't, I don't find it condescending now. So yeah. you you mentioned earlier it was very interesting that a lot of the African American players would go and play in the Dominican because they felt more comfortable. And you just mentioned about the acknowledgement, right, uh, of Latinos in there. There has been talk, and I don't know how much uh, headway has been made into it about retiring Clemente's number across Major League Baseball. Now, for us, we, you know, we idolize Fernando Valenzuela. Fernando Valenzuela is for for a lot. The it's the reason, in my opinion, that that stadium is full of Latinos is because of Valenzuela. And the fact Mm -hmm. that Valenzuela's jersey is not retired at Dodger Stadium to me, there is just it's inexcusable and it's embarrassing, honestly, to tell you the truth. So when you hear the Clemente, I unfortunately he's before my time, so all I know is the stories. Yeah. In fact, I mean, the guy hit 3,000 home runs, I mean, 3,000 hits, and he would have had more if he hadn't died. You hear old-timers talk about Clemente just like how amazing Jackie Robinson is who he is for African-Americans. Is Clemente that guy for Latinos? Should Clemente's jersey be retired across the board in Major League Baseball? Oh, Clemente, I mean, for sure. I, I He's in the Hall of Fame, right? I, I don't understand why... Uh, we had to beg and plead MLB to do so, to, to retire the number. Um, it just, it makes sense. Everybody wants it. The players want it to be retired. They've all been campaigning for that. Um, so I don't, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why it hasn't happened. Obviously MLB, unfortunately is always a step or two behind um, the culture and what, what is right. Sometimes they end up doing what's right. Um, because they're shamed into it or, or whatever, or, or somebody decides to make the right decision. Um, but I don't, I don't know what, what it's going to take for that, for that to happen, for the number to be retired. Cause Clemente's impact on not only baseball, but culture, same as Jackie, um, that it, it goes beyond baseball, right? I mean, he was a civil rights activist. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, uh, 
because just like Jackie would like to like whitewash um, the the history of it, right? I mean, he was he was in contact with Martin Luther King during his time. So there, there's a lot to that story. And so to to not honor him in that way and retiring the number, I don't, I don't know. But MLB will MLB. <laughs> I, I mean, it's you want to keep the legacy alive, right? What a better way to have the legacy stay alive when some young kid goes, why is 21 retired? And then you can have people talk. And if you don't know about Clemente, find out about Clemente. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and to that point, right, like you have Mini Minoso and um, Luis Tiant, uh, and I mean, Mini, who was just recently inducted into to the Hall of Fame, right? They, a lot of players would say that he was their, their Jackie um, when he, when he, had the opportunity to to play so there's a lot of things that MLB needs to get right um, when it comes to honoring our our people Alicia you got anything uh, before we wrap up I was just gonna add you you said it yourself Jennifer that maybe they're waiting for the right marketing moment maybe they're waiting for a way to <laughs> capitalize on it because you know back in the day the Actually, I think this stat still exists. I should have looked this up before we spoke to you. The average uh, baseball fan, MLB fan, was a 55-year-old Anglo male. Yeah. But I don't think it's that way anymore. I mean, not at my stadium. Not at uh, the Southwest is not like that. <laughs> what is the ratio at Yankee Stadium? Uh, you know, in terms of like. What does it feel like? What does it look like? Is it still like you mentioned corporate earlier? I haven't been since pre-pandemic. I even went to the old stadium. Why don't you all have regular mustard? Oh, sorry, I digress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I walked all over that oh, the OG Yankee Stadium trying to find regular mustard. It was like spicy, spicy, spicy. I was like, no to self, bring your own mustard. <laughs> um, yeah. So does it? What is the racial makeup at Yankee Stadium for, you know, Latinos? Because I know for here in Los Angeles, I'm sorry, ben, I have my niece here and she's just like dying to stick her head in. Hey! <laughs> Hello, Mija. What's your name? My name is Amelia. Amelia. Hi, Mija. Hi. But I'll, I'll answer your question. So the ratio. I mean, it's pretty mixed. Um, there is obviously, depending on what area you're sitting in, there is the majority white men. Um, I'd say, you know, 40s, 50s. Um, I think if MLB allows for the game to continue to go in the way in which it's going, as far as, you know, letting the kids play and allowing players to have fun, allowing the celebrations, um, even with a lot, I, I don't know if you've guys seen like the productions that the teams have been doing with the closers, um, even that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Like, yes, make it, make it fun. Like it right. is entertainment. We are watching this for an entertainment purpose, right? So all of that production stuff, um, if they if they allow that to happen, then the yeah, the fan base will continue to skew younger, which is what they want. Um, and they're making an effort. Um, need to make more of an effort. Um, you know, I, I always say I'm like they need to hire former NBA people um, because the NBA yeah. has done such a good job of right. of um, playing to, to to the different fan to a diverse fan base. 
I, I one of the I don't know if I would call it a cause, but I guess I can call it a cause. Mookie Betts, did you see or notice the shirt that he was wearing while he was taking? Uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. During weekend. Yes, we need more black people in baseball, and I agree, right? We need more black people in baseball um, on so many different levels. Uh, we have a, a group chat called Black Girls Love Baseball that I'm a part of, and we talked about that that shirt and we're always trying to highlight um, us, right? Um, so yes, I agree. We, we need more black people in baseball, more Latinos, uh, more Asians, more, more people of color, um, period, um, because it's the only way for the fan base to feel seen. If, if, if you have us at the higher levels making the executive decisions, we know who to call, you know, we know what's right and what's wrong. We're, you know, you're not going to have a moment where we're going to have to put out an apology and say, oh, I'm sorry if you guys were offended. We, we, we missed the mark on something because if you have us there in front offices, we can tell you, oh, that might not work, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, Jennifer, we're, we're going to end the show the way we always end the show, but I want to pay homage to you with the, the little fun questions that you ask the players, uh, you know, your bad bunny uh, versus like daddy Yankee, that, that kind of stuff. So we want to have a little fun with that. But first of all, I want to congratulate you. You were focused. Uh, you were, you were given the focus earlier. I don't, was it a month ago or something on YouTube as being the MLB creator spotlight? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was, I was I I I don't really like I don't get nervous that often, but I was actually very nervous for that for that interview. But yes, it was it was it was a great honor. Yeah, that you made it now, right? You officially made it now that everybody's putting the spotlight on you. Uh, My bank so account says otherwise, but. <laughs> So some quick questions before I get to the last one. Um, the World Baseball Classic. I, I love it. We're big fans of it here. We're proponents of it. We want to see it succeed. I just don't see how, or maybe I just don't trust it in Major League Baseball's hands to make it work because I don't think anyone's going to want to stop the middle of the season and go ahead and play that tournament. It does surprise me that Paul Goldschmidt and Mike Trout have committed to playing it. It feels like now, and even though the United States won the last one, it seems like maybe they're starting to take it a little more serious because I feel like Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, they always bring it. Do you think with Goldschmidt and Trout and bigger American players committing to us that this is the tightest turning on the World Baseball Classic? I hope so. I mean, that's one of my favorite events, period. I love the WBC. I It's one of my favorite i mean my like the memories that i have that are i consider my favorite a lot of them are from the wbc and thankfully you know i was able to be there um at the last one and i think they're doing right by having a lot of the the the, the rounds be in miami um because you you have a large latino fan base i mean it's close to the dr like when the dr played um in the last wbc the stadium in miami was full of dominicans i mean it was packed and it was an amazing experience so they're doing they're doing that right so i hope that that continues and i mean i feel like even yes like yes you need some some of the american stars but there are so many latino stars that will, will draw a lot of people as well 
Um, I hope it succeeds. I mean, that, I hope it never goes away. I love the WBC. <laughs> no, you're right. And, and uh, people travel. When it was one of the games at Dodger Stadium, the Puerto Ricans took over that place. I yeah. mean, they had tambores and all of, and they were in like, they weren't even in the seats. It was like in the middle of the walkway in the concession stands. Yeah. They all started like forming a circle and I, it, it was a it was a party. It yep. is an amazing environment. Even when the Japanese team was playing and they had drums out in left field, it, it was like, it, it was so much fun. And, and that's why I root for the success of it. The um, one other question before we go, and that is, uh, this is Jaime Harin's final season. Uh, to us, especially on this show, we had the honor of speaking to the maestro. He is just as important as Vin Scully. We just recently lost to Vin Scully. May he rest in peace. Uh, how aware are you guys on the East Coast of Jaime Harin? I mean, I think if you're a baseball fan, you know who Jaime is, right? Uh, he, and like you said, he is just as important as, as Vince Scully um, was to, to, to baseball, that the voice, uh, he's legendary. And I, I, I'm aware, I think a lot of people in baseball uh, who follow baseball are aware, know who, who Jaime is. Would I love more people to know? Yes, of course. Well, you know, and it's funny because when we talked to him, he told us that everyone used to think he was Mexican. And Jaime Jarrín is from Ecuador. Yeah. So it, 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 it's hilarious to I just want to make sure this man gets his flowers. I, I'm a, were you, I mean, were you guys there at, at the, at the stadium when they honored him um, during the all-star game? No, we, we were not there. Oh, but it, it was, it was a nice tribute. Everyone stood up. Um, it was one of the biggest, you know, standing ovations, I believe of the night. Um, so it was nice. And I always say, you know, give people their flowers when they're alive. Um, so I was, I was very happy that they, that they've been doing that. Um, uh, it's sad to see him go, right. His final, his final season. Um, but what a legend. You know what? Now I'm happy they gave him his flowers, but now I'm pissed because did they show any of that? Did they show Harin getting the standard ovation on the all-star game coverage? I don't know. Cause I was there. So I wasn't watching on TV. But I would think that would be going all over social media, that the Dodgers would be pushing that out. I didn't see any of that. Did you see that, Alicia? So we were hosting the watch party, and honestly, that wasn't part of our party. We didn't see it. I mean, we tried to pay attention to what was happening on the televisions, but I they, didn't see it. They played it. a video, like they played a tribute video, and and um, and then he waved to everybody. Um, so if they didn't that, wow, what a bummer, um, because it was so nice. Oh, that thank sucks. You. Thank you, Jennifer. Now thank you for, yeah, for letting us know. Find it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now we got to go find it. Uh, so now we're going to end. You have a segment where you go tacos versus empanadas. We have a segment here because not only are we about the Dodgers, we're about L.A., but we are about taco culture. Taco <laughs> is, very, uh, is very important to us. Last night we went on a binge eating late at night. We didn't have tacos, but we were searching for tacos. So it's really more personal. We just want to know where the best taco spots are. So I want to do, in honor of your segment, are you a taco or an empanada person? And go from there. Yeah, so I am an empanada person. Um, okay. We call them, we, in DR, we call them pastelitos. Uh, so, yes, those, those uh, you can never go wrong with a pastelito, especially when you're... Um, for a party, you know, those are the appetizers. Okay, so my next question is, why do you hate tacos? 
and why do you I, hate us? I, I do not hate tacos. I love tacos. I love tacos. Um, but you made me choose. So. <laughs> yeah. so what is your favorite taco? Like when you go get tacos, what is the best? And is there, what is the place that you recommend? Well, I'll be going to New York next, uh, next year. Are there any places in New York where I could get a good taco? Oh, there's a lot of places um, in New York that you could get really good tacos. There's a place by um, by City Field uh, called Los 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 Potros. I think it's called Los Potros or Los Potrillos, um, and they have they have good tacos. They have good flautas. Um, oh, I right. love their flautas. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, it's hard not to it's hard to go there and not have them. Um, my favorite taco probably tacos um, al pastor. All right. All You're right. an El Pastor girl. Sounds good. <laughs> nice. uh, I also like, you know, fish tacos, but that's not like, you know. No, hey. You I know, love we, fish tacos, girl. <laughs> you'd be surprised the number of people that come on the show and tell us that fish tacos are their go-to taco. I, okay. I mean, so, okay. I thought, I thought that was like a no-no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fish tacos, fish tacos are, are fantastic. Uh-huh. I, like, I like fish tacos. And I, and I just want to ask you, what is the Spanish word for beans? For me, it's habichuelas. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we got, we, we're, we're traumatized here because we say frijoles, right? Frijoles, yeah. So we've had some Puerto Ricans on the show and we've had Dominicans. And when we say frijoles, se offenden, right? They're just like, how dare you? They are habichuelas. <laughs> are you a person that is triggered by the word frijoles? No, I'm not triggered by it. Um, but it's it's habichuelas to me. And I mean, you guys cook them differently um, than than we do, right? You have the, you have the, like the baked beans. Um, we I don't even know, like I don't know how to say it in, in English. We'll say guisan, la habichuelas, where they're, like they have the sauce and and you put them over the rice and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> well, there, there you have it. Uh, we just wanted to, uh, we, we want to thank you, Jennifer. We had a lot yeah. of fun with you. We appreciate your candor. We appreciate everything that you're trying to do over there yeah. uh, in, in keeping the Latino. I, I mean, like I've said before, I feel the Latinos are keeping baseball alive. It pisses me off that everyone loves football and now and the NBA and that baseball is now third amongst the major sports. And if they're not careful, you know, football, the real football might might come up. I'm surprised at the number of teams that get support in MLS. Like those stadiums are packed. Here in LA, especially. Women's teams as well sell out. (laughs) So I I appreciate everything that you're doing to try to to grow the sport of Major League Baseball. So (laughs) best of luck to you. Uh, There you have. Oh, Jennifer, where can they find you? Where can our listeners find you? So you can follow us at La Vida Baseball and across all platforms. You can follow me at La Chica Deportes on Instagram, on Twitter, it's Chica Deportes. Uh, so look for me there. Fabulous. There you have it. Jennifer Mercedes, ladies and gentlemen, and this episode of the Bleed Lows podcast has been brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows podcast. The Bleed Lows podcast is a Dodgers Beat production.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.